0: Hi everyone, welcome to Beer and Bants, my name's Chris and we'll get straight into the tried and tested for this episode. So this one comes from Vocation and it's called Wave After Wave. Now this is quite a easy access beer I should say. Um, you can get it in a lot of supermarkets but just because it's a supermarket beer doesn't mean that it's automatically you know, a poor quality. Now this one is one, I think you might recognise it, it's basically set up on the front cover like a... Space Invaders game but with hops instead of aliens. Um yeah, it re- it really draws like the eye. It's a 6.7% double dry hopped IPA. It's one I've had quite a few times. I think it's a lovely go-to uh, drink. It is one of those ones that's a little bit dangerous because you uh <laughs> you don't really notice it drink like you're drinking it even though that like quite a high percentage. So if you have a bit too many, your legs tend to go quite quickly. But yeah, so it says it's basically hopped with HBC586, Simcoe and Galaxy. This beer hits the target every time. Expect waves of intense flavour with notes of mango, pine and citrus. So any regular listeners know that that's straight up my alley. So bear with me. Uh, so it's quite light in colour. Obviously hazy. This one's not as hazy as it normally would. But made sediment may have settled at the bottom of the can. On the nose, you can't really get a massive amount considering the amount of flavour that's in it. But then again, that could be my nose because I believe I'm at the start of a cold. So please bear with me, uh, listeners. Right, we're we'll going to have a quick swig. Okay, so initially you do get that bitterness. But also you do get quite a lot of the fruity flavour profiles coming through. You do get a bit of the sweetness like along the kind of the lines of the mango... The slight sharpness that you get from the uh, citrus, I can't personally pick up on the buy-in. but again, everybody's palate's different. Yeah, and also with my nose starting to go, it could just be that aspect of it. But it's a very, very pleasant drink. It's very smooth. You do get that bitterness at the end that you normally associate with an IPA because it's like double dry hopped. It's just a really nice smoothness to it. A lot of flavour, a lot of balance. I think it's a cracking drink, I think it's really, really underrated. Um we're gonna have another sweet. Yep. Not really much else I can tell you on, on that. with literally just all that fruitiness, all the hoppiness. It's just a lovely, lovely drink. So if you haven't tried it, just because it's in a supermarket, don't worry about that, you won't be disappointed. Make sure you get yourself a can. Right, so this is my first episode of uh 2023. Can't believe like you know, we're about to go into February already. Crazy, crazy! How fast uh, everything's going. Um, I have been catching up on a few of the uh, series that I've been behind on. So um, over the period that I've been gone, I've li- I've watched um, on the Marvel scene, obviously because I have listened to uh, watched quite a lot of those. Uh, I've caught up on the Hawkeye series and also I've caught up on uh, Moon Knight. So briefly, at the start of Hawkeye, um, I actually quite like the balance between. I, I think there was rumors of issues between the two lead characters but it didn't come across inside the TV show at all. I thought it was quite a nice grounded like um setup. It was just a bit of cheeky fun, a bit of seriousness, and I think overall, you know, that kind of investigative part that you generally, like, tend to associate with like the Mar- a lot of Marvel series now, especially the more realistic ones. Um, <clears throat> I thought he was actually quite you're drawing quite a lot. I really like Hawkeye as a character anyway. Granting not as much in the like the film series mainly because I don't think they did really gave them the justice that you would expect um, from the comic books the comic books is far more savvy cheeky you know sarcastic there's quite a lot of comedy elements to him in the comic books but they haven't really managed to bring that out on the big screen which <coughs> you know unfortunately, it is. There's always sacrifices when it comes to, you know, making such a big box office setup like this. And unfortunately, Hulk, like Hawkeye is one of them. But I did think the TV series gave him a, you know, a nice balance of it all. But it also um, brought in a lot of the closure from um, Endgame. So anybody that has been watching those films. I thought it was quite a nice ending to it. I know I'm a little bit behind and a lot of people would have already seen it, but if you haven't seen it already, I'd definitely give it a blast. It's really, really enjoyable. Um, Of course, um, Jeremy Renner himself, the person who plays Hawkeye, unfortunately had quite a big accent over the Christmas period. Um, I think he's on a snow player, was it? Um, Yeah, and as a result, very nearly lost uh, both his legs. They They were wondering whether they had to be amputated, so... There has been quite a lot of um, concern for him. Uh, I believe he's out of hospital now and uh, on the mend. Unfortunately, they managed to save the legs, so that's a positive for him. But you know, it does make you realise it doesn't make a difference how much money you've got or you know what you're doing. You've just got to be careful. So make sure you you are looking after yourselves and also looking after one another. That's a, I think that's a big important takeaway from this yeah so back to a bit more light hearted um, Hawkeye TV series I actually thought was quite pleasant and quite enjoyable so if you haven't seen it give it a watch now Moon Knight on the other hand I was pleasantly surprised by so I know bits of about Moon Knight in the comic book series but not, it's never been one that massively draws my attention however the TV series itself I thought was absolutely fantastic it was basically aimed at a more older audience. So, you know, I believe it was like 16 plus rated. <coughs> um, you know, it was much more darker in the like the story timeline. Um, a lot more violent. Um, still had some comedy elements to it as well. But I think overall, it definitely had a bit... M- I don't know if anybody's seen the TV series Legion, where that was based around Professor X's son. Um, Again, I won't go too geeky. But the element of the unknown, I thought they took a little bit of that, and obviously not as dark, because that was a very dark TV series. They kind of added a little bit of element to that, but also with the Egyptian mythology. I just thought it flowed really, really well. Um, And considering these series are only six episodes like long so you know less than six hours there's a lot of story that do pack into this time and I do think it was really really pleasant and I thought the interpretations across uh, some of the characters in particular was quite clever now I don't want to give too much away because if you say too much it kind of gives a lot of the storyline completely up you know and may ruin some of the twists so I'm going to leave it at that but yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely, definitely worth a watch. I thought it was brilliant, and I'm really hoping uh, that they bring out another series because Moon Knight itself is a standalone. It's not really connected to any anything else inside the Marvel uh, universe. So, if you're one of these ones, that are like, oh, I can't be able to watch everything in order to build up to one particular film or one TV series. You don't have to with this one. So, you know, definitely tip, dip your toe in if you've been put off by everything else, because I, I think it was absolutely brilliant. It's definitely, definitely worth a blast. Um, but yeah, so, with these kind of series, I know a lot of them are on Disney+, and this obviously restricts uh, people to what they can watch. Um, I, I, personally, we get the value out of Disney+. Plus. Well, we, I kind of did a review... Over the last year, we, the cost of living just going through the roof, and everything just being so expensive. Um, I just felt that you know we need to review what we were using, what we were not. Uh, Netflix, we realised we weren't touching it at all, and basically I was paying it for other family members to use, so we cancelled that. I still do use the Amazon Prime, um, mainly for the TV shows and obviously the free delivery. But you know, I'll bring come up. To some of the other TV shows around that, uh, shortly. But yeah, the main one we tend to use is Disney Plus, mainly because I've got two young children, but also there's a lot of like really adult-based uh, series and films, a lot more than people expect. And I think for the price point, I think it's like eight ninety nine. But I pay for it yearly because it works out che- uh, cheaper, and we know we're going to use it. Um, I do think it's worth looking at if pe- if you're thinking, you know, paying something like sixteen pound a month to. Uh, netflix and you realize you're actually not getting the use out of it that you probably should have a look at some of the others and also just if you're not using it just cut them off and only start them up as and when you need to rather than just keeping these monthly subscriptions going like constantly and just wasting a load of money that realistically you could use on better things that's not really you know money advice but i think it's just something we just need to look at especially if the cost of things just don't like doesn't go down again you know, we, I think we need to uh, just everybody need to be a little bit more savvy about what they use but hey, what do I know, I basically just sit here, chat crap and drink beer right, so I'm going to very quickly finish off the wave after wave yep, I absolutely love that beer I think it's so over, like underrated Vocation, I think they have a bit of a, a split some of the beers they have are absolutely fantastic some of the beers are a bit hmm, take them or leave them I wasn't get that with all major breweries, really. Um, but that one in particular, I think it's cracking. If you haven't tried it, definitely go, go for it. Right, so moving on to the Peter Falk for this episode. Now, this one was actually a gift uh, for Christmas. Hence why it's called Christmas Porter. Um, you know it's not my particular style because, A, it's a porter. Uh, and, B, I don't generally tend to buy a lot of the main... Like, you know, their own brand stuff inside the supermarkets. Not that I've got anything against them. A lot of the time, I just don't particularly like the flavours that they uh, put in. However, I was intrigued with this one. Because the flavour profile they put on it was dark fruit, sweet plum and chocolate. Now, obviously the chocolate flavour is is kind of what you expect from a porter. But I love plums. So, I couldn't quite work out whether this was going to be actually pleasantly enjoyable or still as awful as most of the porters that I've ever tried um, so this one's from Sainsbury's it's 5.2% uh, and it says raisins plums, chocolate and festive spices, now I do also like the festive like winter spices that you get here like star anise cloves, things like that so this one does pique my interest a little bit more than normal um, let's see how we get on shall we, so on the colour black as the ace of spades yeah, as you expect well that's an interesting nose um, <laughs> you do smell the chocolate I think I can smell a little bit of the spices my problem is it's just together they smell quite strange yeah I've isolated. it it is the spice and, and the chocolate the two different uh, aromas together that first with was very confusing my, my brain couldn't quite pick up what i was uh <laughs> smelling to be honest but yeah i have identified and it is those two i can't really pick up any fruity flavors on the just on the nose but i'm gonna have a swig now bear with me okay that is a little bit confusing so obviously with a porter you do get that natural bitterness that that's you know, those deep, dark chocolate flavours that come through. You do get that. On the flip side, you do get sweetness. So, there is a, a sweet, fruity flavour coming through. But it's at the same time. <coughs> so, ultimately, the... Uh, normally, you get like different layers. So, maybe you'll get a bit of bitterness first and a bit of sweetness after. Or vice versa. This one i got the bitterness from the chocolate, but i also got the sweetness from the fruit. At the same time, different parts of my tongue. And it's a bit confusing, really. There's a very subtle bit of spice. It probably would benefit from a little bit more. Um, yeah, everybody to their own. Some people might think this is absolutely perfect as it is. I, think, I don't know, I think it might need a little bit more, maybe cinnamon, just to kind of set it off. Um, I'm going for another swig again, bear with me, moon Yeah, it's you know what, it's a lot more enjoyable than than I expected it to be. Don't get me wrong, it's still not one I would desperately run to the shops to go and buy. However, I do think that sweetness with the bitterness just does kind of balance it out a little bit more. Um, dare I say, it, it's actually quite pleasant, which is uh, something I definitely didn't think I'd say when I uh, lined it up to drink earlier, but hey. Uh, Yeah, that's a Christmas porter from Sainsbury's. I don't know how easy it is to get at the moment, but you know, if you have got a bottle or you've been keeping it to the side, crack it open. Let me know what you think. Well, I think it's actually quite interesting. Right, so moving back to uh, Amazon Prime. Obviously, a lot of people would have seen in the news that old Jezza, Jeremy Clarkson has got himself back into trouble again. Uh, This time was on for comments about Meghan Markle um apparently he did some kind of reference to game of thrones we all know I'd, I've never watched game of thrones in my life so I have no idea what the reference is it was a bit weird when I kind of read what he put however you could do kind of expect him to be controversial however from moving on from that uh, he has issued like issued an apology to Meghan Markle about the comments he writ, which is very unjezerlike um uh-huh. <laughs> to say the least but with uh, that, there has been calls for him to be cancelled on Amazon. Um, at the moment, Amazon haven't cancelled him. They've said that all the scheduled shows for Clarkson's Farm and Grand Tour are going ahead, as expected. Um, but at the moment, I don't believe there's any plans beyond 2024 for his shows. Whether that's a ploy to kind of see how public engagement is and whether they can cancel him or whether they are trying to genuinely just not renew the contract beyond that point only time will tell. A lot of people were upset with it. So a lot of people were upset from the comments he made, which obviously thought you know it was out of order. And then other people were actually who were staunch supporters of his were canceling their Amazon Prime subscriptions. Um I can kind of see it from both sides. Now I am a Jeremy Clarkson fan, not fanboy, so to speak, you know, where everything he does, touches, goes to gold and stuff like that, but I just enjoy watching his content um, sometimes he does go over the top, but that's what, he's made an entire career out of it, so you know, just because the modern world is a little bit tamer now, and you know, doesn't really like outgoing personalities that much, where people speak with you know, as they find um, I do think there is a place for him in modern society and you know I say I enjoy his content sometimes for the, the wrong reasons but I think it would be a shame if he got lost however I do appreciate how people can get annoyed by some of the silly comments but I think with the modern world people just get so uptight and angry about everything I do think the concept of just relaxing and having a laugh seems to have you no know, gone out the window um, I, I can't even explain why. Maybe things have got too comfortable. Um, I don't really know, but I just think there's a lot of aggression, a lot of hatred in a world that generally is trying to make itself better. And there's a lot, you know, the world is a lot different than when I grew up. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of things to actually really enjoy. And I think people need to kind of refocus that and actually f- focus on what's important. Um, but hey ho. Who am I to uh, <laughs> you know say anything? It's just my personal opinion on things. Um, I suppose realistically, comes down to how much difficult things you've had going on in life. Really, to give you a perspective about what's important. You know, somebody getting offended, some so-called celebrity getting offended, on either side mm, doesn't really bother me. I'm not really into the news that much. Uh, it's only because it came up on uh, one of my think, like tech. Um, Pages that I follow, or uh, cars, most likely, because um, that's all I really do on social media to follow uh, you know, anything with an engine and sports or beer. Quite simple, um, but it works for me. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you know, hopefully it's not cancelled, but we shall see how we go uh, moving forward. Uh, right, what I'll do is I'm going to quickly finish off the Christmas Porter. Uh, and then I'm going to move on to the around the world for this episode. Which one is this one? I'm actually really intrigued by. So that was the uh, around the world. No, it wasn't. That was a piece of folk for this episode. Um, a lot sweeter than expected. Not as much depth as maybe it deserved. Um, but I actually, as I, I'm, I'm not a Porter fan in the slightest. But I did enjoy that. So I think it would be. Worthwhile for anybody who kind of delves into that and all not normally a massive fan. If you're a massive fan, you may not like it, but we'll see. Right, so the Around the World for this episode is from a company called Lervig, and this is called Loudspeaker. So this one is a pale ale, 5.2%, and it is brewed all the way in Norway. So this one, oh, the label's a bit bent. So we got Galaxy and Enigma Hops. And then a lot of stuff in different languages that I can't read. Uh, <laughs> initially, this one was going to be a wild card. But I didn't, rea- didn't realise it was a um, Brood Abroad. However, like as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, a bit of a double whammy. So with this one, the Pale Ale. And he's very pale in colour, very cloudy. Ooh. Nice little fruity aroma on the nose. Um, yeah, I, this is the problem with this all international. I just can't really like work out what's uh, happening. Uh, bear with me one moment. So yeah, the um, it's quite pale in its colour. Fruity on the aroma. Hmm. <sighs> So that pale ale is not a particularly bitter one. Sometimes I can have quite a lot of bitterness. That one I'd say is quite light. The bitterness is there. A little bit of fruitiness to it as well. Um, uh, It's just kind of like that that citrusy flavour. But I can't really identify anything. It's very pleasant. It's very, very Moorish. Really, really drinkable. I can't remember where I bought this now. But I would actually quite like to go and get some more. Maybe I need to keep an eye out for these. Uh, But yeah, that's Lurvig, loudspeaker. Not really much I can say about it. Um, Yeah, it's very pleasant. Mm. Ah well. Right, so it is that time of year. So February is upon us. Uh, There's a lot of things happening with the sport. Obviously you've got Transfer deadline Day for people who are into your football. Um, There seems to be a lot of activity going on at the moment. There's uh, some stupid numbers going around in transfer fees. However, I have already stated uh, how I think uh, money in football is absolutely crazy. So I won't bore you with that again. Uh, more exciting news. Six Nations is about to start this week. So, uh, massive fan of Six Nations. Still one of the best uh, domestic tournament. Well, d- domestic international Northern Hemisphere tournaments, but basically any kind of tournament like that. I think it's better than the, uh, you yeah, know, the Four Nations than the Southern Hemisphere. I think there's a lot, you know, a lot more variety and a lot more potential for, you know, a different winner each year. Um, I love it. I think it's cracking. I think it's great fun. You know, excuse to watch plenty of rugby, have beers, and talk, like, you know, meet new people. What's not to like? Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that. Starting on the fourth of Feb. Very briefly though, touching on the uh, rugby, a lot of people would have seen in the news uh, the RFU um, have suffered a massive backlash as a result of randomly announcing a couple of weeks back that they're just going to drop the tackling height from uh, you know under the shoulders to waist height tackling. Uh, so all... Like sections of the game apart from the championship and the premiership, so all children, all adults were going to be affected by it. Now, this is something that actually I've been quite vocal about, I suppose, in uh, circles. So, for some people who don't know, uh, I am a rugby coach. I coach uh, kids. Uh, I'm currently going through my uh, England rugby coaching award at the moment as well. Um, you know, I really enjoy. Rugby in all aspects of it. I love the development aspect of like, you know, helping kids to see their potential as well. I think it's a fantastic sport, and I think you know it's something that you know a lot more people should be exposed to. That being said, I know there are a few over the last kind of you know, twelve or so years have made some dubious decisions, but oh, as a general rule, I've always kind of felt that they had the best interests of the sport. Um, in mind. Now I know a lot of people will disagree with me with that because I think it's a lot of control and all that type of thing where I don't think they were trying to make bad decisions they were generally trying to take the sport forward or just the England team forward uh, overall. However over the last couple of years I do think their conviction has been waning a little bit the, they've been started to put under pressure with the collapse of Worcester Warriors and then followed by uh, Wasps Rugby Club. Two really big teams to lose just because of like mismanaged finances. I know some of them will be investigated um, about what happened and we'll never know until if people fully have a look at the books. However, um, I do think that it's ridiculous um, that... There wasn't an enough intervention to prevent these two big clubs to no, completely collapsing, and then moving on from that, they randomly introduced this um, change in the tackling height. Now, a lot of people can understand what they're saying because you know they're saying that the uh, evidence means that it's safer to tackle lower, and we all know that the anybody who's into rugby, the safest way to tackle is cheek to cheek. So your cheek against somebody's bum cheek. You wrap your arms around the thighs, you drive through, lifting slightly, uh, and everybody's safe. That is the safest way to tackle. However, that is not always, you know, the best thing in that heat at the moment. So if you're in a forward, you know, constant rooks after rooks after rooks. You just haven't got the time or the safety aspect to, to do that properly. So either, A, you're going to do in, go in on the wrong side and potentially hit your head against the knee and cause a concussion. Or, the other aspect, you're going to do a chop tackle and potentially snap somebody's leg. Now, neither one of those is a really good outcome. And I know they're trying to reduce the concussions. That's the whole point of what they're doing. But I think it has to be done in a, like, a common sense manner as well. Um... And I do think it was ridiculous that there was zero consultation across the over 200 amateur rugby clubs across the uh, whole of England where, essentially, that's what the RFU were there for, to not only look after the England squad, but also to help the game grow and develop at the grassroots level and get people playing it. Now, with the results of everything going on with the uh, losing clubs and you know these silly... Uh, rule changes without any consultation People, more and more people are leaving the game which I think is really sad now I've only just started playing again really you know, I'm nearly 40 so you know um, it's not something that I've taken lightly but I just enjoy the game so much why wouldn't I um, now the RFU have since uh, released an apology to everybody who is part of the uh, RFU um, and they are now consulting about what's best moving forward. So at least they have listened. However, in respect of that, is there is it really a case of no? The people in control are the councils and the top dogs inside the R F U. Is it time for them to stand for a vote of no confidence? Which is something that's been moved around. Uh, there's also rumours of a potential new union starting up, so uh, clubs can move away from the RFU and the way in which they're trying to control everything. Uh, I mean, who who really knows? Now, obviously, I would like everything to stay together because I do think um, you know it's for the greater good. However, I don't believe that the people in charge of it do have the right mindset to take the sport forward, as we all know and love. People put... Yes, you do put your life into your own hands, and there is always that risk of concussion. But we know what the risks are, and we still choose to do it. You know, Ultimately, all you can do is try and make sure that everybody, including yourself, is safe by giving the best safe tackling practices you can at any given point, yes, there's always be moments where you do something silly, but that's sport in general. It happens in football when somebody goes in for a silly high tackle with the studs up and snaps somebody's leg. You know, it can happen in tennis where you go for a ball that's not really, you know, not really achievable. You go, you sl- you slide, and then you end up like rupturing some uh, tendons. You know, and tennis is the most boring sport in the world, even worse than golf. You know, and there's still dangers. Um, my opinion only. I appreciate that, and it was a bit of a joke, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I think it's um, how can you not have a, you have a contact sport that doesn't have contact? Uh, they're not going to induce, introduce introduce something like that into boxing. People just you know accept what the potential repercussions are before you even starts. So, uh, I don't know. I think there needs to be a bit of common sense. I think we've become a bit too much of a nanny state in that respect. Um, and hopefully, it's something that will get you know squashed quite quickly. But yeah, anyway, that's the end of uh, my rant about uh, the RFU. But yeah, I thought it'd be important to bring attention why people are in such uproar about it. Uh, right, let's very quickly finish off this loudspeaker. Very light, very fruity, very pleasant. That is a overall winner. I do like that. Mm. Need to add it to the uh, everyday list, I think. Right, now moving on to the wildcard. Now, I can't imagine this is going to be Up my street in the slightest. So this one's come from Brewdog. It's called Libertine. And it is a black IPA. So 7.2%. I've had a black IPA a couple of times before. Didn't like a single one of them. So hence why this is a wild card. Now on the look. It's very dark. On the nose. It's very bitter. Can't really pick anything else up. A little bit of caramel I suppose yeah spell it right I'm going in bear with me that's not as bad as I expected it to be <laughs> hmm no don't get me wrong it's not the natural kind of flavour profiles that I would uh, run to go and get however um, that actually is quite pleasant I think it's because it's not overly complex or no overly bitter um Very subtle, I mean, very, very delicate, subtle caramel kind of tones. But, you know, you get a little bit of harshness, but really nothing spectacular. I'd probably say the porter was, like, significantly harsher than that. Um, and that wasn't really harsh. It's pleasantly surprising, that. Um, not really much else I can say about it, on, uh, really. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm very, very surprised by that, So as you could probably tell. Right, it's come to that time part of the episode where I have to put everything in order. Um, in last place, I'm probably see, neither one. None of these are really bad at all. None of them, in fact, some of them are really, really pleasant. I think I'm going to go for the Black IPA as last, just because of the lack of complexity about it. Um, you know, there's not really a massive amount of flavour going on. If anything, it's probably a little bit muted, but it is very pleasant, and you know, definitely worth trying if you haven't had it before. And if you've been put off by Black IPAs previously, it's probably the best one to get into. Um, in third place, I'm going to go for the Christmas Porter. Uh, far more pleasant than I expected. Um, you know, as I said I don't like porters normally, but that actually I did quite enjoy. There's a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of difference, a little bit more add, added value to it. Really, um, now in second and first place, it's very close. I'm not going to lie, it's very close. <clears throat> uh, I think just for a bit of difference, I'm going in second place. I'm going to put the wave after wave. So that's the vocation cracking beer. Love it. Really enjoy it. Um, I'll have it on a regular basis, just not too much because your legs will go. Um, but in top place, I think i will have to go for the loudspeaker by Lervig. Very light, very sessionable, very easy. Just a really nice all-round balanced drink. But yeah, so thank you very much for uh, taking time to listen to me again. Uh, apologies, it's been slightly to than normal, but we're back on schedule. So uh, once a month we'll be coming at you. Uh, trying to arrange some more um, guests, hopefully should have one in the pipeline for the next one, Uh, thank you for getting in contact with me, but yeah, um, look after yourselves, and any beer suggestions please send them through, well thank you very much and I'll speak to you soon, goodbye